The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sometimes you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be. Happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen. Welcome to Mosaic Garden. This is Christy Ellen, the Mosaic Shaman. Do you have a feeling that you are seeking for something sometimes and you're just not sure what it is? I've had that feeling myself, and I want to see if you relate to that. This, there's a lot of seeking going on right now. A lot of people are out seeking, trying to find whatever they think that is that's missing. And I want to share with you that it's, it's not outside of you. You're not going to be able to find it outside of you because it's an internal thing that you're looking for, some connection to something bigger than yourself. It's a connection to um, your message here on the earth, um, what you came here to do, or the understanding that we're all connected. And that's what we're going to talk about here today in inner divine peace. Finding that inner divine peace is that we are all connected and we have that healing. We're all connected to our healing. There is, there's no reason to be searching for it somewhere else. You are the wholeness and the center of your happiness, and you have it within. I was just in a meeting um, last night with a sacred group of people talking about being centered in the eye of the storm of things going on around you and how um, we had shared that a little bit on the radio when I talked about um, being in Teotihuacan and how I would moved out of the storm so that I could be free from uh, the turmoil of everything that's going on. It's really easy to get sucked into that vortex that um, is happening, that vortex of fear, and also to be sucked in the vortex of just not caring or saying that you're not connected to anything else because you are connected. You're connected to this universe. You are a universal being connected to the natural course of life. You're part of that natural source. You are part of the earth. You came from the earth. You know, um, with all the things going on around us, um, we tend to think that, why me? Why should this be happening to me? And, and my question is, why not you? You are no different than anyone else on this planet, and you're having an experience. And if you know that you are wholly connected to your divine source inside and that source of who you divinely are, you know there's no ending. You know there's no beginning or ending. It's just a circle. It just goes on and on and on. Things start, things end, but you really don't end. So... Um, I'm going to ask you to think about that and to kind of go into that divine inner peace inside that is you. There's nothing outside of you that's going to change, make you feel better, or make you feel worse unless you allow it to happen. There's things going on. Granted, I know you're saying, Christy, but things are happening. They are. But you get to choose how you react to that, how you internalize that, and whether you let that become part of your story or not. 
because we are creating new stories. We're creating stories about life, and that's what we're here to do. I remember one of the people I listened to one time said, we come into the world and then we leave and we're filling space up in the middle. And it's important to know how you're filling up that space because it is your space. It is your journey. It is your story. It is where you're going to go. It's what you want to have happen or not happen. And when you can take that 100% responsibility that we've been talking about and not play the blame game, you realize that you are the creator of what's happening and not happening. At the same time, you're totally connected to everything else and everyone else. And we're like a big aspen tree. The aspen tree grove is, is connected through a root system. If you kill one of the aspens, you, you affect the whole grove. So to think that what's going on everywhere else isn't affecting us, it's all affecting us because we are a conscious group of humans and a conscious group of living that connects with the plants, the animals, and the earth as a shaman and an earth keeper. There's an important connection to the earth. There's that important connection that we are all connected. We are all connected. There is no them or those. There's just us. We are the usness of everything that moves, breathes, and grows on this planet. So being part of that usness, we are going to be affected by earthquakes and all those things that go on. And that is going to happen. Whether you're good or bad, it doesn't matter. Those things happen. So I used to think if I were good enough, bad things wouldn't happen in my life. And I've had a lot of trials. And I thought, maybe it's just because I'm not good enough. It had nothing to do with that. These were just trials that make who I am. And those conflicts that were created in my life make me stronger. They make me who I am. Um, and I, if I build in a resistance to those conflicts, I'm creating my own adversary towards it. So when I'm having a, a connection with another person now, I try to be the one to be in the divine. Not that I let them walk all over me. I have my boundaries, and I have, I have the things that I'm saying. I want you to have those too, those boundaries that says, you know, I, no one's going to treat you better than you treat yourself. So I want you to not let people come in and walk all over your world. At the same time, I want you to realize that you're connected to everything. Something that happens across the other side of the world is going to affect you here. Uh, when I was in Peru and I was um, there having this great spiritual journey, and the young kid that I met was 18 years old, he said to me, what's happening to the snow on the mountains? Why is it all melting away? The shamans can't figure out what's going on. On, in our planet here, like in our little place here in Peru. And he wanted to know about where I'd come from and where everything was and how things were affecting him. And I was so humbled by the beauty of the people there. And they would invite me into their houses and I'd sit down and have tea with them and, and sit on their floors and, and eat potatoes because they, they eat potatoes three meals a day and they have this, this um, really great mineral that they put it in that gives them the the minerals that they need for their body. And I was so humble, but they would give me their, their dinner and, and share with me and ask me what was happening to the planet. And then I came home, and I had been there for a couple months, so I had a little bit of a taste, and I was a little humbled about things, and I wasn't into the consumer part of life. And I came home, and I went to a dinner with some friends um, that invited me to join their friends, and a person I didn't know across the table was sitting there telling, they were talking about a trip they were going to take to Mexico and um, going diving. And, and the conversation went, well, uh, you should go because you could see these great whales. And this person sitting across from me I didn't know, he said, I don't want to go over there and see the poverty. I want to sit at my big screen TV, and he said that, in front of my big screen TV in my comfortable kitchen, house, eat my popcorn, and watch the whales. 
and not know that there's poverty. And I couldn't help because I just come from that beauty of what he was calling poverty as well. And I said, you're blind to the fact that you're affecting the world with, your, with all the things you're doing. And that the people over there, that babies die in Peru because they don't have enough water for the mothers to have milk. So I just want you to think that you are, you know, that you are connected to everything and everyone. And that that connection is what makes us human and makes us who we are and these divine beings of love and light. And that what happens over there is happening inside you. And what you put out is coming back to you and you're reflecting that in everyone you see out there. So that's what we're going to be talking about that today. We're going to be talking about our connection to everyone else. And I am very excited today because... Um, I have an amazing guest coming on, and amazing in the fact that I've studied with her for years. And it makes me even teary because of my path, and we, we've shared that, of how my path has just grown into this extraordinary thing, and that you can do that and have that in your life as well once you open up the door and walk through the fears. So I'm going to have the great honor today to speak with Carolyn Mace. I have sat in sacred conferences with her and listened to her, and I was going through a time when I first heard her where I was angry at God. And I thought that I had to leave my religion, my God, everything. And I was so impressed that she never took God out of this conversation that she had ever. That she brought in her, her, her beliefs about God into a place where people were kind of shying away and using different names. And, and that's one of the things that hit me. And another thing is I, I studied with her book, um, Entering the Castle, because I wanted to go inside and learn more about God and, and where my God source was and have conversation with that. So I'm very honored to tell you that Carolyn Mace, who is a um, five-time best uh, New York bestseller, author of so many spiritual and beautiful books, um, intuitive medical healer, she's just an amazing woman, is going to be our guest here in just a few minutes. So hold on and come back and let's talk with Carolyn Mace. Thank you. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. It's time to live an inspired life. Join Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, as she enhances the quality of your life. Healing with art is Christy's focus. At SoulHealerPath.com, if you follow the steps and use the skill that Christy Allen teaches in Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, doing your part and taking 100% of the responsibility for your life, changing your life story, then in one year's time, you could be living the inspired life of your dreams. Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching offers four life coaching packages, starting with the Serpent Path, which is all about awareness and letting go of what you do not want to have and embracing what you do. Go to Soul Healer's Path and sign up for a one-month session of Clearing the Light Body. So come and walk the medicine wheel with Christy Ellen. Visit soulhealerpath.com or call 435-260-9598 for a special newcomer's one-month coaching package for just $300. Christy Ellen is an intuitive healer and master creator. Let her guide you to living the life to which you were born to live and go from ordinary to extraordinary. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
This is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Welcome back to the show. I know we're going to do a little longer today because um, this my guest, um, Carolyn Mace, has such a spirit to share with us, and I'm so excited to have her here today. And we're going to be talking about many things that will help us move forward on our journey. Welcome, Carolyn. Well, thank you for having me here, Christy. Thank you so much. You know, I, I was sharing before, I've been following you for many, many years, and you have touched my life in so many ways that you probably don't even know that. And it's like there's so many people out there that are touched by you that that you um, may not even be aware of, like that ripple in the pond. Oh, Wow. Well, it's lovely to think. I, I hope touched in a lovely way. That's the I, second part of that. I, I believe so. I believe so. Um, you know, um, how did you get into doing that? I mean, where, where did you wake up and, and know that when you were a, a young woman that you were going to do this? No. No, 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 no. I, I, um, I always knew from the time I was very young, seven, that I would be a writer. That I knew. I, I I saw it in a kind of a vision when I was seven, and that's what made me a voracious reader. Um, so I started to read every book I could get my hands on. I joined the book clubs at school, and and then I took a speed reading class. I mean, I did everything because I saw that I had this I saw this vision when I was seven years old. And it told me a great deal about my life. I saw that I would never marry. I saw that I would be a writer. I, saw I just became this laser to do that. And every single decision I made from the time I was seven was all about becoming this, this writer. I read the dictionary at night. I uh, became obsessed with words and authors. And, and, but I, I really thought I would be a, a great fiction author. I mean, an, an author, not a writer, but an author. And uh, Charles Dickens, I had a love affair with Dickens, and then and, and Tolstoy, and oh, God. And I would think, I would read a beautiful sentence again and again and again and think, how, when did he construct that, and, and how did he construct that, and why did he choose that word, and oh, God. I would fall in love with a word and then use it all <laughs> the time to the dismay of my parents. And... Um, it never occurred to me that I would be a teacher. I had an aversion to teaching. I thought I would never teach because I associated it with children, and I never wanted to be around children. And uh, I never babysat. I couldn't. I can't. I can't be around children. They and I can't be around something that can't communicate with me and tell me what's <laughs> wrong because I think I'm going to break it. You know. And um, this great love for words. You've you've expressed it a few times. Um, uh huh. What do you think about? I'm just going to go off a little bit on yeah. something different, but we've got we text now and we we take those beautiful words out of our well, vocabulary. I don't, you know, see, I don't think people realize that words are navigating instruments in your reality and how you form a, a relationship with not just reality, but how you form a relationship with your capacity to think. You know, I, I chose graduate work in theology one day 
because I knew my um, ability to think was limited, that I couldn't, I didn't think well enough. I, w- I didn't have discernment. I, d- I didn't have thinking skills. I, I had sharpened my intellect, but I, I didn't know how to progress deeply in the art of thinking. Okay. So I knew that I either had to go down the road of philosophy or theology. I needed someone to develop my perceptual skills, and I needed help with that. And so I decided to choose theology okay. because I could do philosophy on my own pretty well, but theology requires um, a guardian, a, a mentors, because there you're going to test the beliefs of your soul. And ethical beliefs are different. You can, you can do battle with those on your own, but when you go into the province of the soul, you need an escort, because now you're dealing with the fiber in your DNA, and you're dealing with ideas that the discourse can change the direction of the latitude and longitude of the cosmos for you. And when I did that, that the, the size of the words that you use are monumental. So when people take out of their vocabulary the significant language of the soul, they render themselves in a very vulnerable position when they stand against the force of the invisible world. So, for example... It's it, the intellect. People think that they are intellectually very savvy when, in fact, savvy is arrogant when you stand against the cosmos and you are are defenseless if you don't have a real clear understanding of how evil works mm-hmm. or what sin is or that, in fact, blasphemy is a crime against cosmic forces of divi- of divinity. So our words make a difference in, I mean, the way that we express them can change the vibration of our lives? Um, that and much more. It, okay. it weakens your, your field. It weakens your field. It weakens your psychic field. It weakens your moral conscience. It weakens you in ways. It weakens your gravitational field. It weakens your capacity to discern what is right and what is wrong. And pretty soon you're weakening yourself because you're negotiating right and wrong. I see. And when you do that, you start acting against your own conscience. More and more, little by little, you chip away at your own interior instincts that say, this isn't right, don't do that. And the next thing you know, you've crossed the Rubicon, and you're actually in league with darkness, and it happens just that easily. Uh-huh. And the next thing you know, you're in league with darkness, and you find that you are more comfortable acting from the dark than the light. And it's not conscious. It be, it's, it's more unconscious, and then, it, then it's conscious, and then you don't want to do anything about it. And here's how simple it is. You lie. You become a liar. Not an overt liar, liar in the sense that you get up in the morning with the intention of lying, but you find that you lie very easily. You, you give your word to a friend. A friend says, will you keep this to yourself? And you say yes, knowing full well that, that you're going to tell somebody. Yeah. Now, that is a direct lie. Yes. I, I, yeah, I've been dealing with that a little <laughs> bit on a family level of somebody who lied about having something and saying they didn't have it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they then, don't think twice about it. Oh, and then the they whole anger get... about the lie part. It's like it's yeah. a lie. I, you know, I think even in uh, relationships, when you when you're betrayed by someone, it's the lie that hurts the most in the betrayal of that. And and it's not just the lie. Let's 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 go okay. to the heart of the lie. Yes. Like the inside of it. What is the actual? And this is why it qualifies for the word sin. What a sin is, is a conscious act of knowing, I'm going to do this, and it's going to have horrendous, um, it's going to have consequences that are going to be hurtful, negative, horrendous, legal, whatever, Mm -hmm. on this other person. And even knowing that does not stop me. So what makes something a sin is that I am fully conscious of what I'm doing and how horrible the consequences are going to be upon that person and that they're going to base what they do next in their life on this lie that I am telling them. And that, and knowing that, and knowing that I'm setting egregious consequences in motion, it does not stop me. Wow. That is a sin. Yeah. I can and, see and, that. You know, this, and, when, when, and that is what makes something so difficult to forgive. It's not that you told me a lie. It's that I know it was conscious and that you didn't care about the consequences. And knowing the consequences didn't stop you. That's what makes it so painful. Well, why, would, why do people lie then? Why, I mean, why can't they just Because it's truth? easy. Because they trust the power of darkness far more than they trust light. Because with darkness, you always have more dark to negotiate. I'll tell you one life, that doesn't work, I'll tell you another to cover my tracks. If you say, well, if you didn't take it, who did? You know, I don't know. I don't know, but I didn't take it. Then you get caught. (laughs) Hey, you did take it. Oh, God, you know, I forgot I took it. You're right, I did. But I didn't mean to. Here comes another life. But I didn't mean to. Yeah, you got to believe me. I didn't mean to. Here comes another lie. I can go on and on. Lies have endless, endless, endless strings attached. They're like a bad string of pearls. But the truth only has one answer. Did you take this? Yes. Now what are you? Now I'm totally in your hands. There's, there's, there's I sometimes no, I have no power over you with the truth. Well, there's repercussion comes from the truth sometimes. So I was just. Uh, having to deal with this at Thanksgiving time, I chose not to go to a family event and go with some friends to hike. And my sister said, well, you know, um, why aren't you coming? And she kept talking to me. I finally just said, I really don't want to. I would, I'm really wanting to do this other thing. And she said, well, I would have felt better if you told me you were sick or something. And I said, why would I lie about that? I'm just saying, this is going to give me what I want to do right now. And I still love you, but I'm making this choice. And to, to speak the truth is something that's actually new to me, and I'm doing it a lot, but it, it's new, it's uncomfortable. But I'm learning to go, I just don't want to pay, I don't want to bring in that energy. It was not only stopping me from having relationships with people, it was stopping me from moving forward professionally and everything else. Well, but remember when you did lie, and you probably still yeah. ne- negotiate truth in your life. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it, it takes... It takes a lot of effort and prayer to build up a backbone. Hmm. And, and there's a difference between telling someone what you want to do and speaking truth. Hmm. Yeah. You just told her what you wanted to do. Yeah. 
Well, at the same time, she didn't want to hear that. She wanted to hear yeah, something else. Yeah, <laughs> of course not. I mean, but you just told her, look, I want to do what I want to do. It's as simple as that. Uh, yeah. But, and so you just had, you had your basic power play. But, but that's an easy, that was an easy thing. I understand that's an easy thing. That wasn't like, yeah. I just got in relationships, so that will but, teach you a lot about whether you want to lie or tell the truth, but, too. But let me make a point here. Go ahead. And that there's a tremendous difference between speaking, quote, your truth and telling the truth. Okay. Tell me what that is. Are you kidding? Yeah, I know a little bit. Speaking I need to know. Speaking your truth is just <laughs> expressing opinions. Okay. And they change in the weather. Here's my truth today. Here's my truth tomorrow. Okay. It, it's a variable, and it doesn't mean anything. You're just spouting your opinions and telling people what you want to do. Oh, wonderful. I, yeah, I can see that's that. That's all you're doing. Uh-huh. I want to do this. I want to do that. That's my truth today. Mm-hmm. Speaking the truth is telling, I mean, telling the truth is a whole different can of worms. Are you able to do it all the time, Carolyn? I would have to say I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. Because I beat the crap out of myself. Uh-huh. And I've been with a spiritual director two hours a week for 18 years. And uh-huh. I really lean hard on myself. Do I make it all the time? No. But I really am relentless with myself. I'm relentless. I'm relentless with myself. I'm, I'm brutal. And... And I'm I'm brutal because I have to be, um, and and I, I, I tell you because I really I've I, I've come to this because I've seen the consequences in the psyche in in the body in the soul in the and I really deeply adhere to an inner theology that um, that if you if I I. If I don't live by the creed I teach, I pay a serious price for it. I pay it in myself. Yes. I feel it. I feel it in my biology. I feel it in my... I'm haunted. I'm haunted. And I don't want to be haunted. No, I... I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't want to go mad in my spirit. Uh-huh. I, don't, I don't want that kind of madness. That craziness, and, yeah. and in order to live that way... I have to also make other choices in my life on the outside. I have to, you know, limit. I have to, I, you know, you just, you don't. It's a step by step. It's a, it's a, it's like a spiritual. It's an intense discipline, where through the years you've you've had to come to terms with what your own illusions are. What so and it's uncomfortable talking about it because I don't want to present myself at all yeah. as a. Um, a polished diamond. Well, I think it's important that we talk about these things that people, and, and that's what I liked about you. When I first listened to you, I went, this woman is honest and straightforward. That's why I can train under her. She, she actually, I got that. She's honest. And that's what I kept thinking. She's honest. And sometimes, you know, it was a little sharp to take, but it was so great because I was refreshed by it. It was like, wow, somebody can honestly tell you not what you want to hear, but what is needed to be said. But see, that's how I am with myself. Mm-hmm. You know, if I know you, you got to, you got to, you got to do this. You got to, you got to deal with this part of yourself. And even if I don't want to, you know, it's uh, I hold my feet to the fire intensely, and um, and, and and it is my way of life, and it has been for many, many years now, and. Um, 
I'm a truth devotee. <laughs> but but I don't know how else to be. I don't know how else to be. It it's my way of service to others in that I am I I'm not good at doing readings if I cloud my vision. And I'm not good if my interior is in conflict because I have done something. I've made a choice that put myself in conflict because I know better than to do this. I can't do something if I know better than to do it. Uh, because I, I have to resolve that immediately. Otherwise, I, all I hear in myself is that you know better than to do that. Yes, and then sometimes people hear that and they go ahead and do it anyway. And then you wonder know, why the consequences come up the way they are. And you cry know, about I, that. Yeah. Yeah, you know better. You know <laughs> better than to do this. You know better. You can't. And I have to resolve things before the sun goes down. That that is a creed that I live by. Resolve all things before the sun goes down. Within yourself and with others as well? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't I resolve all things before the sun goes down. So if I have a conflict with someone that occurred during the day, before the sun goes down, I have to make that phone call. I have to write that note. I have to, I have to do that because I, I cannot let the sun go down. Yeah, I just, I just, Which makes summer easier for me, by the way, because <laughs> I get a few extra hours. Longer time to take care of that. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. I just heard um, last night when I was at this meeting, and I wanted to see what your opinion was on that, as in conflict, do we create resistance and we create an adversary? So in a conflict with someone else, are we creating an adversary there? Well, yeah, I mean, when you say there's all kinds of conflicts. Okay. There's all kinds of conflicts. I mean, I am conflicted in this election. Mm-hmm. I'm deeply conflicted. I okay? am I'm as deeply well. Conflicted. Yeah. I mean, I, I think anybody who's sane is in conflict. Um, so... And I and I I consider that we are surrounded by an adversarial um, consciousness. Okay, and and now I see that part of this administration has penetrated into the Catholic Church and contacted a cardinal in Washington and said, you know, I'll help you make as mess much a mess of the church as I am in Washington. That's what Bannon's done. So yeah. you don't walk through life with your blinders on. You're looking at this and going, we, there needs to be something done. Because I know there's so many things going out in this spiritual path. People are saying, well, you know, we'll just pray to God and let, it, oh, let God take crap. care. Yeah, that's right. No. I agree. No, no, no. Yeah, we no, have to no, act, no. right? No, but it's where the act comes from. Because this is the nature of evil. This is the nature. And evil will make you a pacifist. Because it makes you feel like... There's nothing I can do. If, okay. And that's the, re, that's the reaction of fear. Of fear. Let somebody else clean up the mess here. I just want to go about my life, and so long as I can get up and go to the grocery store and turn on my television, my life is just fine. Nothing's changed. When, in okay. fact, everything is changing. And has, this, has that been part of the reason where we're at right now? Because there's been a lot of people going, well, I just I can't do anything. I'm just going to sit here and let this happen. Well, I think it's bigger than that. It's much bigger than that. I mean, you, you, you have to take a huge, huge point of view. You have to take a huge perspective, and that's that things are changing now because they were scheduled to change. We've been in an era of transformation since we entered the nuclear age. So we've been on a fast-forward transformation that, that in the 60s triggered 
the initiation of what was then called the New Age, a spiritual trans- transition, and all new thought forms fell upon us like like rain from heaven and one of them was that we you know we create our reality and that and that triggered this whole idea that I don't need anybody I can just go and be my own person and that that gave birth to an anomaly that we call the inner self mm-hmm. that never existed before our, my parents never had an inner self your parents <laughs> or grandparents never had an inner nope. self they never talked about I'm getting it from the inner so we formed this kind of hybrid ego that gives us, it's like our best friend, our inner voice, our somewhere between an inner super uber self and spiritual guidance that we think comes from above. And we speak about the inner self, well, I got it on the inner. And it gives us permission to do things that our our ordinary self would never let us do. Like, you know, but I got it on the inner and I'm supposed to do this. Well, okay, then in that case, you got it from the inner. Must be guide, <laughs> must be something sacred yeah. then. And in fact, what the inner self has become is an alternate personality that allows someone to say something they wouldn't say in ordinary terms. It's the ultimate narcissistic tool. It's got given someone permission to be self self-serving the yeah. to be a narcissist to always be involved in their own life well my inner i need this i need this for to show up at at a workshop and say here's my dietary requirements here's my this here's my that here's my this here's my that to make it all about them yeah give me to take the reality of their inner self with them wherever they go to be unaccommodating to the community because they want to think it's them first and so when we look at what's happened to our country, it's because everybody's in their self could care less about the country. Yeah, could so care the, less. And then, then the God saying that I was told by my higher self is a, an excuse for this bad behavior to just go out and act like a spoiled child. And, 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 if, it, and, if, and it's that choice yeah. that gave these people. And it was also the belief that America... This was a reflection of saying America will always be wealthy. America will always be this way. America will always, always, always. And, and it's these same people that never blasted into the school with their kids and threw the teachers against the wall and said, why aren't you teaching my kids civics? Why don't they know anything about the government? Why aren't you teaching them history? Yes. Excuse me, but Why? Why aren't you teaching them how this country works? Excuse me, but I'm paying taxes, and I want civics brought into the classroom. And I am yeah. not leaving here until you reinitiate civics, history, and classes so that they can think about the world the way it should be thought about. But parents never did that. They were too busy with soccer. They were too busy with things that don't mean a damn thing. Building when self-esteem. When it comes to teaching yeah. their kids how yeah. to view the world. And how come my kids aren't learning anything about global culture? How come they don't know a damn thing about where this country is, that country is, and how it feeds into the rest of how, what makes the world work? How come they're not learning anything about world religions? And because every single war that's ever happened is about religion or power. How come they don't know anything about that? Yeah. And get those damn fundamentalists out of here. Yeah. How come no one learned the right thing? 
or, or no, to tell the truth. And I know when I was in, one of the things that happened was in Peru as well is they were they were striking. They were striking because a road wasn't built over the mountain. What they, the government said they would do it. They took the three busiest days of tourism. They went out and they striked. And these guys weren't going to eat for, their kids, they're going to go home and there's going to be no food for the family for a week or so. They're, they're not going to miss their favorite show. They're just not going to be able to eat. That's how much it meant to them. And I watched that and went, what happened? You know, they went and said, this isn't okay. Whatever subject it was, it was, this isn't okay. And we will now do something about it that will cause us some suffering. But it's okay because we want to speak up for what's wrong. And I don't see that happening anymore here. I mean, that was um, in, in another country. But I saw that and I was, I was so impressed by the fact that I, you know, I, I, that they were willing to give up so much for what they believed to have something changed. Like you said, yeah. they went in and they made a stand and said, this isn't okay. And, and that is where we are. I'm, you know, I, I see this and I, I, I get concerned. Yeah. I'm not sure. I know I, I'm going to be honest. I've been on both sides of this. I've been on, well, I'll pray this away. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not happening. <laughs> that's not happening. So I got to do something other than that. Um, you know, every great mystic was an activist. Mm-hmm. Every great mystic, even Jesus. Jesus, for God's sake, died on a, was, was tortured and died to death because of his activism. Gandhi was, um, you know, you know um, yeah. uh, Teresa of Avila, Francis of Assisi, they're yeah. all activists. They did something. You yeah. know, they, they, they did sit back and indulge them, and all of them. All of them, especially Jesus, knew how powerful prayer was. But none of them said, just sit back and pray. They said, also pray. Yeah. Also pray. I was listening to something that you were saying um, a little while ago. I was was listening, and I listened a lot to what you have to say. It's important to me. And you were talking about... The, the people saying people speaking out and saying, "Well, why are these bad things happening to me?" Yeah, yeah. and we're all part of that Earth consciousness. We're all part of, we're we're one of the species, and so um, things are going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Is that part yeah. of that arrogance where people are going out yeah. and getting so arrogant? It's like I'm a higher species, so nothing bad's going to yeah, happen yeah, to me. Yeah, they shouldn't happen to humans because we talk and we think and. And therefore, you know, nothing should happen to us because we're special. And this idea of, of, of people saying every time they talk about having to go to my child special, am I going to hear that again, please? Am I really going to hear that again? The idea that just because you're born to someone, you're automatically special. Special is earned. And not only that, nothing, what, what, what this, these these generations, these, this society, where people think that their purpose in life is to be special, that that is a purpose. Mm-hmm. My purpose in life, I know I was born for something special. Really? What, what, what is that? And they're still seeking it. But I just can't find it. I just can't find it. I know it's out there somewhere, but I was born for something special. And until I find it, I'm not going to do anything but complain and be depressed. But I know I was born for something special. I won't do anything else in the meantime. No heavy lifting, no working at Whole Foods. I'm just looking for something special, and until then, everything else will disappoint me. Yeah. And 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 it's, what they mean by spe- we we live in a world where people hold ordinary in contempt. Don't make make me anything, God, but don't make me ordinary. And they name their kids things like sunshine, meditation, karma, and so that the kids 
stick out with these bizarre names like Apple and North Star and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning, the kids are christened with, see, my son, my child is exceptional, is extraordinary, because they don't want the ordinary to come near their child. When in fact, the, the, when you grow up with this idea that you are extraordinary, other than ordinary, okay. what that means is you'll grow up in this idea that the laws do not apply to you, that nothing about nature applies to you, that the laws that govern the universe don't apply, that you, in fact, are a lawbreaker, not a yeah. lawmaker, that you are other than the laws. So when something that, in fact, is quite normal to the laws of biology, such as illness, okay. you say, how could this happen to my biology? Because I am <laughs> extraordinary. It doesn't so matter therefore, what how I'm, could it happen to me? I am other yeah. than ordinary. So it doesn't matter what I'm eating, what I'm doing, because I'm, I'm, I'm special, so I can do what I want and right. I'll be fine. <laughs> well, it, doesn't, it means yeah. that no, I am other than ordinary. So yeah. nothing ordinary, nothing that happens to the ordinaries in the world should happen to me. So how could something ordinary ever happen to me? And these okay. are also people, people who see no evil, no, nothing wrong with breaking the laws of morality with breaking the laws of ethics, with acting against their conscience, and to accommodate that, we've taken the word conscience out of our vocabulary. Nobody uses it. Nobody. We've retired that word. Instead, we use the word consciousness, which means absolutely nothing. Uh. Nothing. It is an empty Mastacholi noodle. And... The word can mean anything you want. I'm working on my consciousness. And what does that mean? Well, it means I'm recycling. It means I'm using the right light bulbs. It means that I have two garbage cans, one for recycled and one for trash. But it doesn't mean anything. It's and like, it's not it, associated with anything holy or sacred. It doesn't yeah. suggest to anybody that you have a spiritual discipline, that you bow your head and pray, that you take your shoes off on sacred ground. It means nothing, absolutely nothing. Okay. Whereas, yes, if someone said to me, I have a crisis of conscience, I know immediately that they are dealing with something deep and profound within their soul. They've taken me exactly where I need to go within them. I know that they are dealing with a, a choice that they've made that is, vile, has violent, that is doing battle within them between what they know is the right thing and they've chosen the wrong and they can't settle that, that they are battling between light and darkness. They have located me. I am now with them in their soul, and they know their soul is, uh, is having a battle because they have violated their spiritual instincts, and they can't resolve it. And, and then when that happens, is it just a matter of just starting to tell the truth, or how do you bring your soul into... Healing. How do you bring the belief of your soul into a place You've where... You've got to go deep. It's, not, it's just yeah. not a matter of... Yeah. Grief. This is a yeah. deep excavation that, that you... St- it, it, it is a path. It is a whole journey. It's spiritual. Di- di- it, this is what, sp- what spiritual direction is about. You, you, you have to start with, you know, what do you know about your soul? What is, what is your soul telling you? What is the... the the battle that you're in. What was the guidance you were given? 
why do you why tell me what may what led you to violate this tell me what was pulling at you describe the darkness that had authority over you that's very deep that's going inside to figure out where so that's taking responsibility for yourself in this action too without becoming selfish Without becoming what? Selfish. I'm look. I'm. I'm trying to decide. Selfish. Well, you know, there's all these words going out, right? And I and the words Selfish? come out. Well, that doesn't even apply to this. Okay, e- excellent. Let's let's want to talk about that because at the same time, I'm. Um, I go out and do, as a person, I do my inner work, and I'm getting told now when I'm saying this doesn't work for me, I don't want to be in this environment anymore. I want to be in an environment that feeds me, and I want to, there we go with the me, right? And then I'm out there going, okay, so what I'm going to do when I do the inner work, when I start doing the inner work, some of my outer experiences fall away because it's like it's like being an addict. I can't go hang around with addiction anymore. So my addiction was perhaps being well no my addiction was being in that form of of the lie and looking outside myself for stuff so now I'm going inside and dealing with that addiction but as I do this I get this word back that people will say well you're being selfish you don't want to hang out with us anymore you don't want to be in this environment that that doesn't um you know you want to speak out when you were being quiet so I know you're yeah, saying it doesn't the apply spirit, the, ex- the spiritual that. direction is deeply private it has nothing to do with choices that others know about. Okay. I mean, I don't... It, you, you're, you're going apples and pears here. You're not listening to me. Okay. I apologize for that. Spiritual I want to hear you. So. Spiritual direction okay. is private. Private. Okay. The choice to go deep and, and investigate what darkness was I listening to. First of all, you needed spiritual director. And okay. it's between you and that person. You don't navigate your soul by yourself. Nice. But that's between you and your spiritual director and your own inner journey. What you're talking about is day school on the outside okay. and how you handle your um, journey into self-knowledge and whether or not you put it on display for discussion with your friends. And oh. if you want to do that, you do that. I would never do that. Okay. Well, I think, I, handle, I think a lot of that's going on. That's why I'm asking about this. You know, so, so that's, that's, a, that's a different discussion. Okay. But if, if, if you want to go there and, and decide, if you make decisions, it depends on how well you conduct them. And if you conduct, there's, there's very gracious ways to move along the journey of, of just making choices that serve you while realizing, as, as you realize, these choices are going to affect the lives of others. And I can do that gently and lovingly or defensively. I can say to my sister, I don't want to come. This, I've decided this is what I want to do, so I'm telling you the truth. But there's a different way of doing that, whether you, you've got, what's your message behind that? What's your reasoning you know, for doing that, right? You know, there, there's a, 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 but there's also a different way of doing that, which is to ask yourself, why am I really doing this? Is it because I want to make a point? Am I trying to make a point with my sister? Is this a power play? And a lot because, of times it is, yes. Okay. So that's good to and know if it, if it is, this is a crappy way to do it. Yeah. This is a really crappy way to do it. And just because it's a pattern that, it, that I'm used to doing, it doesn't make it right. So, it doesn't yeah. make it right, and in fact, I'm losing the game here. Okay. So I'm going to go there, and I'm going to be as gracious as I can. 
because that's what I need to learn how to do, because that's what will empower me. This isn't proving anything, so but I'm going to go there, uh-huh. and I'm going to be as gracious as I can, because that is how I learn to control myself. Wow, okay, so that's what we're talking about. They're going into the work of learning how to to, to not, just, not just be about yourself anymore, to move out and say, yeah, look, That yes. is about yourself. Oh, it is about myself. That's what you're not getting. <laughs> what does yourself really need to learn? Self-control. Yes. What okay. does yourself really need? You were out of control with that choice. Okay. You weren't choosing what was best for you. You were choosing according to what could get to her. Yeah, or maybe what was going to give me instant pleasure. True. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not... That's not control. Was that the wisest choice? No. Okay. What What would be the choice that would actually teach you what you you would say to yourself? You're out of control. You're picking something that has no concern about everybody else. It's all about you. Is that really how you want to make decisions? No. Is that that really how you want to make decisions? No. So it's a difference between saying to yourself. There are times when I need to attend to myself. This isn't one of them. This is coming from a different place. So this time I have to get myself together, and I'm going to go in there. And this is about learning to control myself and observing what my lesser self, the power my lesser self has over my higher self. This is the best place for me to be and to watch how much my lesser self strives to control my greater self. And this is the work you're talking about. So this yes, and I can I'm totally I'm totally understanding. And as you're telling me, there's a lot of uncomfortableness coming in me and I'm like, Well, she's right. She's right. You know? Yeah. And this is where you put yourself right mm-hmm. in there and you go in there and say, Look at this, I will pick a fight with anything. Look at me and you stand <laughs> in the observational mode of yourself. Okay. And you watch as your critic wakes up the moment you walk in. And, and that you want to say, this is a, they don't notice me. They don't appreciate me. They don't, they don't compliment me for anything. I can't bet, 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 bet. And the yeah. pettiness that comes out. Yes. And that the only way they would have noticed you is you not being there. Now they notice me. Oh, okay. And, and, but you walk in there and you give them something else to notice. How nice you are. Mm-hmm. How helpful you are. That, in fact, you show them a loving side of yourself, and you, and you watch what that does. And even if they don't compliment you, so what? This is the inner growth the work, the inner grown-up work. This is, this is the work that's going to help turn the planet into a place this where we care it. about others, yes. Yeah, and then this you work. take that needy part of yourself, mm-hmm. and when it shows up, you excuse yourself. You go in the bathroom and you shove your head in the toilet for seven minutes until you shape up. <laughs> and then you Very walk back good. out and say, I'm back now. Okay. Yeah, so this is, this is what we've been avoiding in life and going, well, that's, that's pretty big to go in there and say, you know, uh, yeah, stick your head <laughs> in the toilet. It's a great, a great analysis for what's going on. That's I, exactly I, yeah. right. Thank you. Because this is how, this is how the pain stops. This is how, and if someone says, yeah, but that's not right, because your needs are never met. Most needs are not that important. I'm sorry, but they're not. Okay. Most little needs of saying, oh, yeah, you are here. Oh, yeah, you are great. Okay, now they say that. Do you feel better? No. 
Okay, does that make all the difference in the world to you? No. No. And no, it doesn't, because the truth is, you don't feel that way. Uh-huh. When you get to the point where you feel about yourself that, you know, I'm, I really love who I am and what I do, and, I, and, and you relax with that, the next thing you know, your family relaxes with that. And the next thing you know, you see them, you start seeing them from the position of their flaws and their vulnerabilities, and they start looking very lovely to you. They start looking different. You stop competing for that little crumb of affection or attention. And this comes and, from the inside. It comes yeah, from the inside. Yeah, and, and, they, and they, they, you start upping the bar about what really matters. And it's not that little, oh, well, how's your job? How's that? It, it's not about, oh, they didn't ask me about myself. They never ask about me. Oh, stop. Will you stop? Yes. Stop with that. Jesus, Mary and Joseph, I don't care if they don't ask about you. They're glad to see you. Maybe they're intimidated by what you do. Did that ever occur to you? Did it ever occur that they think that maybe you look at them and think they're stupid, so they don't yeah. want to talk to you? Yeah, I, it, I've had some comments, and I've had to look at that. I've had my brother say, you know, whenever you start a conversation, it's all kind of about you, and I realized it really was. So I had yeah. to go, wow, this isn't about me. i got to figure something out here. Cause, yeah. Just and it was. Talk about work. Yeah. Talk about something that makes them feel important, that makes them feel good. One, Make them feel good. What a, what a new concept. That's, that's amazing. I, I love it. I'm learning so much. Um, yeah, and evolving to a better person. Can I ask you, um, would you, do you have a message you'd like to leave? I know we have four minutes left, and I'd really like you to share a prayer with us. Well, I think, you know what, I, I think it's important, really, I communicate this, with every, everybody goes through the stage that I'm describing with you. Yes. I, I went through it, and, and if I had time to share the story, I will tell you that it almost killed me. And I bled to death from the stress of it. I actually bled to death. I mean, this whole journey of becoming a more aware person and getting through that, 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 that part, that part is brutal. It's brutal. It took me over a decade, and, a hospi- and I had to get hospitalized because I almost bled to death. That's right. how sick I made myself. Well, thank you for sharing that as well. So, and I mean, just, I'm not yeah. letting, this isn't about you. This no. is about everybody, myself included. Look, I didn't come to understand this because I read a book, Christy. Yeah. I almost killed myself in the journey. Exactly. I, I almost killed myself. And I, I knew it wasn't about me. It's about all of us. And I, it, I, it I just is about all appreciate of us. it because I just want to be open as a conduit to figure out how I can move forward. That's my goal and, in life. And you move forward by taking yourself on, taking yourself on and realizing, asking yourself, what, study your motives. And if, when you spot a motive that you know is all about hurting another person, that's when you just, you turn, you turn your guns on yourself and you say, no, you don't. I will not ever let you get away with this because that qualifies as a sin. The conscious act of wanting to hurt another person. And that's where you say, this stops here. Wonderful. This stops here. And it does stop here. I, this stops here with me. I, I, I'm going to go away with so much more today. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And that, if people get it, mm-hmm. is a living prayer. 
Well, thanks for being patient so I could understand it, too. You got it. This does stop here. Um, We have one minute left. Could you do a closing prayer with us? You know, this is what I would tell people. Close your eyes Mm -hmm. and honestly say, God, grant me the grace. Grant me the grace to observe, watch, monitor myself. Grant me the grace because it is not easy. It's much easier for me to hide in the dark, but I can't live there. And I do... I make bad choices in the dark, so hover over me, God. Grant me the grace to hold myself in the light. Grant me the grace. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here today. You're welcome. I appreciate it. Take care, honey. Okay, thank you. Thank you. So until next week, may the love and light shine with you. That was an amazing journey today. I'm glad you joined me to be here with it. And if you want to go to soulhealerspath.com, you can learn more about who's going to be on the show and where we're going with it. And I'm sending divine love out to each and every one of you. And I am choosing to stop here with that. And I hope you are too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.